Well, glory. Well, you may be seated just a moment. Praise God. Glad to have all of you in church today. Amen. You're at the right place at the right time. Amen. Um, I've been mad the last two weeks. So I'll just go ahead and give you what I got today. Thank God for the ones that helped us the last two weeks ministering. And Brother Roar and his brother, we thank you for that. But uh, I've been dealing on a subject I've been praying about. Fear, foolishness, or faith. And everybody will operate in one of those three. You'll either be in fear, you'll act foolish, or you'll be in faith. Well, this is a faith church, right? Man. I, I would assume that we would probably be in faith. I don't know. But Second uh, Timothy 1.7. Now, I thought so much about this that I go to the trouble to uh, make these up to put on your refrigerator or wherever you can put them to remind you to stay in faith and stay out of fear. So I ordered... All of these, everybody today is going to get one. I thought about, well, if you don't go on your refrigerator, maybe you stick it on your car, and I found out all the cars are plastic. So it ain't, it ain't, going, to stick, it ain't going to stick on the car. So I don't know where you're going to put it if you ain't got a refrigerator. But anyway, I want you to give one of that because I, I want to energize your faith today. And uh, we're believing God for a supernatural move of God, right? Amen. Amen. Excuse me. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So right there we know it don't come from God, right? Because right. it said, For God didn't give you the fear, but of power. Here's what he gave you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That, are the, that is the things that come from God. Fear did not come from God. Now, we know in America today that it's rampant in America. Look at the TV or even talk to people or whatever. So many people in fear. Fear, he says here, is a spirit. Okay, so you, got, you have to understand how to deal with spirit. You can't deal with a spirit in the flesh. True. The only way you're going to deal with a spirit is deal, deal with it in the spirit. Now, he said now that fear is a spirit, and that spirit attacks you in two of your five senses. You, 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 you hear it, and you see it. Go around anywhere, you can see fear is rampant on people. And, and the two areas that, that he operates in is your sight and your hearing, what you see and what you hear. Second Corinthians uh, five seven says we don't walk by we walk by faith, not by sight. True. So we're supposed to be faith people walking by faith, not by sight. Romans ten seventeen says faith then comes by hearing. So the word of God gets you in two ways. The word of God will come into you through your sight, what you see, what you read, and what you hear. See, so God counteracts that spirit of fear by counteracting it with a spirit of faith. So we, we fight that fear in faith. Now, 
you can look at all this stuff and all. First of all, let me let me go ahead and say this because I, I, I'm gonna get real redneck for this over today. What you got in Washington D.C. is a dictatorship. That's what you've got. You've got Nazi Germany on the verge of being exposed in America when they can tell you what you got to do. Now, look, I don't care if you take a shot, don't take a shot. I could care less. I don't care if you wear a mask, don't wear them. I don't care. But here's the thing about it is we shouldn't be condemning people either way that they go. We want to come, we want to, we, we, and that's the device of the devil. I talked to a, a good friend of mine this week, and, and he was telling me, he said, me and my wife decided not to take the shot. Well, that's their choice. But he said, I got a family member who called me and told me, do not ever call us again and do not ever come to our house because you do not have the shot. What is going on in America? We're dividing families over a stupid shot. That's right. That's right. And really, we're dividing families over something that's got a 98.5 success rate of being recovered. Let me tell you something. We've got to start believing God. We start start believing God to bring us through this mess. <clears throat> so now, faith comes by hearing. I hear faith. Here's the thing. The devil wants you to see and hear the problem. That's how he gets a hold of us. If we'll start looking at the problem, we start hearing the problem. Well, we got all these dying and all this mess going on. Here's the thing about it. I don't deny there's a problem, but I refuse to live my life dictated by a problem. I understand there's a problem. But I'm not going to be led by the problem, bless God. I know what you're doing, Satan. I got your number, brother. And I'm telling you what, from the pulpits of America, the churches need to stand up and tell it like it is, bless God. We need to come to the point that we say we ain't going to take it no more. I've had enough, bless God. And the church of God, rise up, bless God. We've set on our blessed assurance, and we've let the Satan and the devil... Push all this down our throat, bless God. I tell you, devil, I got your number, buddy. And let me tell you something. We coming after you. I said, we coming after you, buddy. I've had enough. I ain't taking it no more. And it's time that we stand up and believe. We either believe the word or we don't believe it. Good preaching. Well, I didn't want to get too excited this morning. I, I got my sister. Now, Joanne, this is for you in Wimbledon, North Carolina. I got my little sister that's a little Baptist lady. And she said, I talked to her today. She said, now, Herbie, I, I see on the robocall that you're preaching on fear, foolishness, and faith. She said, I sure wish I'd be there. I said, i tell you what we're going to do, honey. Just because you're a Baptist, Joanne, don't mean you can't hear this. But I said, I'm going to send you a tape. Let me tell you something. The churches of America needs to hear what's going to be preached here today. I'll tell you that. Amen. But I refuse to live under the dictatorship of Washington, D.C. Amen. 
I just got a guy here in church this morning that told me, that showed me a letter. He works for a company. If they if he don't take a shot, he's going to lose a job. I'm going to tell you what they're doing in Washington, D.C. They're poking the bear. They keep poking the bear. And let me tell you something. The bear's going to rise up, buddy. Now, I don't watch NFL football, but I like college football. There's a little girl on, well, I see it's going to be, cut the clock off. We got, uh, ESPN's got a sideline reporter named Allison Williams. Nice looking girl, 32 years old. Well, I was reading this week. Now, she makes 300000 a year at ESPN. I think we could buy some baloney on that one. She's 32. Her and her husband are trying to have a child. Her fertility doctor has advised her, right now, don't take the shot. So she, he, she and her husband decided, I'm not going to take the shot. I don't know if it's going to affect my baby. I don't know if it's going to affect if I can get pregnant or whatever. I'm not going to take it. They're going to fire her. You know what she did? She went in and resigned. Man. Thank God for her that she had the tenacity and the backbone to stand up for her belief. This is what the church needs to do, is start standing up for what you believe. No, we're supposed to be, you know, we're just supposed to be mealy-mouthed. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we, the church is just supposed to be, uh, we're so, be so lenient. Preach, brother. I'll tell you one thing, the devil ain't lenient. But I refuse to do that. But I'm going to give you some statistics this morning. That is the real problem in America. Will you bring Claire up here just a second, honey? Will you do that for me, one of you? Now, this is little Claire. I want you all to see Claire. And you're going to see a baby doll that's so beautiful. This is Claire. Do you know today in America that there's going to be 1,000? I want you to get this. Today in America, there will be 1,900 abortions today in America. How many little Claire's do you think that's gone out into eternity this morning? Because of a liberal, democratic, demonic society. Thank God for the state of Texas that passed a law against the abortion. Thank you, sweetie. Today, 1,900 will die today. Little Claire's. And we sit back and do nothing. That's 680,000 this year. And we're, and, and, and we're concerned about, uh, about COVID. 
I know there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. But let me tell you something. We ought to be concerned about the unborn children that's dying in America here. And I'm going to ask you this this morning. How many Billy Grahams do you think have been killed? How many doctors have been killed? How many uh, scientists have been killed? Millions. And we do nothing. I can predict this for you today. The silent majority in this country has had enough. You're going to see in the midterm election, you're going to see a bloodbath in the midterm election. Because it's going to be, I'm going to tell you something, we're going to take this thing back. And that, and, 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 and that communist, that communist, Nancy Pelosi, is going to be out back to wherever she's from. I've had enough of it. Amen. Today, as we speak today, now this comes from the CDC website. This ain't something I made up. You pull it up yourself. Today, there will be 21 veterans that will commit suicide today. 7,500 every year kill themselves. Veterans, the ones who've gone to war and, and served this country to fight for me and you. Take their own lives. I can tell you why they take their own lives. They get no help from the government and they get no help from the VA hospital. It's a dog hospital and, 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 and they don't care anything about the vets. Today, as we speak, there will be 250 drug overdoses today. People going out and kill themselves overdosing on cocaine, fentanyl, and all this other kind of stuff today. 90,000 a year die of drug overdose. 364 will die today of lung cancer. 131,000 a year. I don't hear them say nothing about that. I don't hear this on the news that we need to do something about regulating the cigarette smoking and, and uh, dipping snuff and all this other kind of stuff. You don't hear nothing about that. Now, all you hear is there's a problem. Yes, there's a problem, and it starts in Washington, D.C., bless God. It's where the problem is. And the second problem is in the churches of America because what we've got is we've got rock star preachers preaching in their shorts and blue jeans and t-shirts and thinking there is something and preaching everything that's against the Word of God. And we've got people flocking to churches and think, oh my God, and they got a crowd there. they got a crowd that's going to hell is what they've got. Well, I knew it probably wouldn't be much shouting today. But the real problem in America is that we have turned our hearts away from God. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 5.17, If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. I will heal their land if America will get on their knees and search God. 
I watched a football game the other day. I, I, you, you talk about this this foolish stuff. I watched a football game yesterday. Eighty, ninety thousand people in, in, in Knoxville, and they're hugging and blowing and snot blowing everywhere, and, and and all this stuff, and it ain't a mass nowhere. But yet we want to take our school children and mask them up for eight hours a day. And they're supposed to be able to breathe, bless God. Something's wrong with this problem. And the problem is in the leadership, bless God. I heard, I had this preacher tell me several years ago, said, now you know, Brother Herb, the way you preach, the government will take your 501c3. I had a preacher in, in Portland tell me that. They'd take your, your tax-exempt uh, status, your 501c3. You know what I told this preacher? To hell with the 501c3. You think I'm going to be regular? Now, I know if this, Mike told me this other day, he said, now, Pastor, he said, I tell you, he said, sometimes the way you preach, uh, if it got out on the Internet, you, 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 we'd be in trouble. I said, I don't care. Let me tell you something. I'm 75 years old. You think I give a crap about what somebody thinks? I've done long since uh, got over this. Well, what they think about you? Well, I done dropped my water. But I'm going to give you some results of fear. Fear removes logic and common sense. When we operate in fear, logic and common sense moves out of your house. I like this one. That this come from the Holy Ghost, if you don't mind. Fear is the dark room where you develop your negatives. Oh, my Lord. Pastor, how you come up with all that stuff? I spend, let me tell you how you get that stuff. You spend time with the Holy Ghost. God will give you insight on what's happening, bless God. I told you, I know what's going on. I put you on notice, devil. I got more power than you got. Because I, I, I'm infused with the Holy Ghost, bless God. Well, what if the devil come? Let him come. I don't give a crap. I'd be like that little black lady they had on Channel 5 News back a few months ago. She's a little a senior citizen. She's over in North Nashville in her little house. And she's sitting in the house, and they interviewed her. Nick Barris interviewed her on TV. And, and, and uh, she's sitting in her house. 
and, and this guy is knocking, trying to knock the door in. And, 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 and so she hears the guy pushing on the door. But she's sitting in her rocking chair with a 12-gauge shotgun. And so uh, Nick Barrett said now, called her name, said, well, now, now, now what did you do? He said, he's jamming the door. And said, as he cracked, he gets open and cracks the door. And she said, he said, what would you say? She said, "Um, do you know Jesus? Because you're getting ready to meet him. That's what I tell them. I say, you know who you're dealing with. Brother, you don't know who you're dealing with. So that's how we talk to the devil, bless God. But I like that. Fear is your dark room where you develop your negatives. Fear counteracts faith and mobilizes worry. Fear counteracts your faith and mobilizes your worry. Fear leads to a judgmental attitude. Want to judge everybody. Well, they don't look right. They don't do this. They don't do this. They're not having this. Don't have a mask. Don't have this. Exaggeration is a classic example and sign of fear. We exaggerate everything. Make it look worse than it is. Build all this up. Looks, all oh, you know, oh, the world's coming to. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, the world's coming to an end. Jesus Christ coming back. I tell you that. And all you got to do, if you read the word, you'll find out the end times are here, brother. It could be any day. Fear creates a reclusive society. Not an inclusive society. Fear separates people. Fear drives people apart. That's why our churches in America is not is not packed today. Let me tell you something. For God's sake, as bad as the world is today, you would think, my God, at least will come to church. The morning of nine eleven, that morning. I'm sitting, and I'm looking out the window. It's about 12 o'clock. This girl pulls up in a convertible, pulls right up right front, and comes running to the front door. She said, oh, she said, are you the pastor? I said, yeah. She said, is this the end of the world? I said, it is for a lot of people. She said, I think it's the end of the world. She said, when do you have church? She said, I said, well, we'll have church Wednesday night, Sunday morning. She said, I'll be here. I knew she wouldn't. You know why? Because the next day, everything was okay. I had a friend of mine that was a pastor, and he called me on Wednesday. He said, Brother Herbie said, I'm telling you, he said, our churches will be full on Sunday. I said, no, they won't. No, they won't. Because from Tuesday to Sunday, they've not forgot about it. They ain't going to be full. The churches of America are not going to be full until His people who are called by His name will humble themselves and pray, bless God. Then we'll see the church fill up. 
Well, now, you know, Pastor, we don't want to pray for nobody no more because we don't want to touch anybody anymore. Now, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do today. I'm going to have a touching service. I tell you one thing, that's the problem with a lot of people. They need the hands they need hands laid on them, all right, right upside their head. And knock some sense in them. I was reading over in Proverbs one seven. And the word says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. What is he talking? That word fear there in the Greek means reverence. You've got two types of fear in the Bible. Fear as fright and fear to reverence God. He's talking about here, Proverbs is talking about the fear of the Lord. That means worshiping God, reverencing God is the beginning of knowledge. When we can get to the point where we can worship God, no matter if it hair lifts a devil or who else, when we can get to where we can worship God, you'll see change start coming off of your life. What happened with Paul and Silas in, in the jailhouse yeah. at midnight? The Bible says Paul and Silas is in the jailhouse, Acts chapter 16. The Bible says they're, they're in stocks and bonds. They're in the uttermost parts of the prison. But at midnight, the Bible says that Paul and Silas started praising God. I mean, there must have been, you know, the, the one that said is praising God and singing hymns to God. I imagine Paul singing like this. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Him, heaven and earth. And you know what happened? The jail, the jail doors opened. And the guard said, oh, my God, what's happening? Paul led the guards to the Lord. said, let me tell you what done that. Almighty God opened the prison door. You may be here this morning and dealing with something. You think, oh, I don't know. I'm telling you that God can move. God can move for you no matter what the situation is. And he says knowledge is the key. 1 Corinthians uh, the first chapter, verse 27, says this. Talking about how foolish things are. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. So these that are thinking they're so smart, God uses a foolish thing to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world put to put put to shame the which are mighty, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing those things that are. God is going to bring this to nothing. Nothing. It's coming. It's going to be nothing. And the foolishness of, of, of the world. Let me tell you something. Here's how foolish things are. I was up here at the store. Now, the store opens at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm there at 6 in the morning. Because I'm up about 2 o'clock praying. I do, you know, I pray for all you guys. Yeah. 
2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you know what? Your name's being called out. Oh, Pastor, you don't do something like that. No, I, call, I pray for all of you. You're welcome. But I go up here to the store. Six o'clock in the morning because nobody there. Just me. I go to the store. I go get my stuff. I went up to the store the other day, and was, I was a little late. It was about 6.15. And there was a lady there that beat me to the store. I pulled up to the drive. Uh, you know, pull, pull up to my, my uh, well, you know, I pulled up. And I get out of my truck. This lady's coming out of the store. Nobody is in the store. I pull up. I walk out of my truck. This lady's got a mask on. As I come out, she's got a mask on, and she's standing over there. She comes out of the store and stops, and she does this. I didn't give her one finger, but I gave her two fingers. I thought about the one. But when she she's saying nothing. You know what that done? That freaked her out. She just turned and walked away. Then I go down. Let me see what I've done with it. Day before yesterday, I'm going to White House, and I get over there. And uh, so I get out of my truck, and I look in the parking lot, and this guy is there with the, let me get this on. Look, for God's sake, wear a mask if you want to wear it. I'm not against masks. When I go places and they want a mask, I wear it. This guy's got a mask. Well, you know you can't breathe in this thing. You can't talk in this stuff. This guy's got this mask on. And he got it pulled up right here with a cigarette. He's smoking a cigarette with the mask up on his nose. I thought, my God, you talking about foolishness. Man, what, what, what planet did this guy come off of? But that's how foolish it is. I mean, my God, let's get over the foolishness of it. Oh, my God. And, you know, we've got to, we've got to make sure we social distance and all that. And, look, I ain't got a problem with that. I mean, there's people I don't want to hang with anyway. I mean, I don't want to hang around. You take some hadn't had a bath in three weeks. I want to social distance them. <laughs> oh God! But here, Hebrews eleven six says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." That's right. For those who come to God must believe that He is. He is what. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That word diligently means to come to Him, diligently reverencing God and worshiping Him. 
So he said, now, that it takes my faith to get over into a realm. Let me tell you something. Sir, you come here today, and, and I'm going to tell you, you showed me a letter. They're going to make you do something at your work. Let me have it. No, I done read it. I don't have to. I don't have to read it no more. Now I'm not going to tell you to do what it, you do, man. I tell you what you, huh? Now, I'm going to tell you what. Let me, let, me, let me give you a piece of advice, and you don't have to do what I tell you to do. When they gave me this letter, because let me tell you something, brother, they are hiring everywhere. Amen. They are hiring everywhere. I would tell them, here's what I'd say now. I'd take this back in. Now, I'm not telling you to do it because they, you're probably going to tell them I said do it and they're going to call me. I would tell them, instead of buying your Charmin this week, That's what you use. If you're conviction, listen to me, if you're convicted not to take the shot, I'm going to pray that God, first of all, God's going to give you a better job than you've got. And let me tell you something. I know you can't come to church because you work on Sunday. I'm going to pray God give you a better job, a job you don't have to work on Sunday, with more money than you're making now. Hold that for me right there. That's right. Right. Now, Brother Herb, you ought not tell the guy that. Put your hands up to heaven. I'm going to pray right now, uh, 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 Chad, that there's a job coming for you, brother. There's a better job coming. Somebody's looking for you a better job, and you're going to get a better job. Satan, I bind you. I curse you right now in the name of Jesus. Loose him and let him go. I get some. Well, I didn't get through. Now, the Bible tells me, now here's what I want you to do, you that's that's here today. I didn't get to to do everything I was going to do, so I'm going to let y'all go. I know y'all didn't want to go eat. But I'm going to give you these scriptures. These are faith scriptures. And I just wrote these down last night off the top of my head. I didn't even look in the Word. I just wrote them down. Faith scripture. I want you to take these, and I want you to look them up and read every one of them. Because faith, your faith, is what's going to get your victory, bless God. Not worrying about it, not, 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 not being upset about it, but I'm telling you, we're going to see a miracle right here. Now, I'm going to give you some good news this morning. If you don't get anywhere... Get over in Psalms 91. I'm just going to read a little of it. 
He who dwells in the secret place, that's, that's me, you're a Christian, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say he is the Lord, my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. He will cover me with his feathers and his anointing, bless God. I'm just re- I want you to read Psalms. You go home read Psalms 91. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. Now, I'm going to pray this morning for people. Now, I know you're here. Everybody stand just a moment. I know you're here this morning. I know there's a lot of you here this morning. Let me tell you something. Myself, I've been in fearful situations. I've been in life and death situations. There's nothing no more fearful than have an AK-47 pointed at you. So I've been there. And I know the first thing that rises up is naturally, it's natural. Fear when you come upon us, it's natural. That's that something, fear comes. But what you do when fear comes is to rely on your training. See, here's the thing about it is, I was trained a little bit better than him. So when when that situation comes and that fear arises, I rely on my training. Your training is the Word. Get in the Word. Stand on the Word. Come hell or high water, stand on the Word of God. Now, you may be here today, every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm talking to a lot of people this morning. I'm going to pray for a spirit of adoption. I just got that word. I don't know how I got that word. I'm going to pray for a spirit of adoption over you that will guard you take care of you and when you know when fear arises that God has set his love upon you to deliver you but you may be here this morning you say pastor I don't know about that I don't really know Jesus I want what you talked about today. I want that power to be able to fight and be able to stand. But I don't know if I really truly, if I were to die today, if I truly would go to heaven. Let me tell you something, brother and sister. There's a heaven to gain, but I'm telling you, the devil's out there to steal, kill, and destroy and send up 10 million to the borders of hell and the heat of the furnace. But Jesus died for you. He loves you. And here's the thing that's so good about Jesus. When we accept Him, the Bible says He washes away all of your sin. And you wake up a new person as if you've never sinned. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not asking you to join a church. My God, you can join every church in this country and still be lost. I'm asking you to know Jesus as your Savior. 
If that's you anywhere over this audience, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Absolutely free. Is there one this morning? You say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Anywhere over this altar, in the balcony or wherever, anywhere, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he wants to set you free. Now, I'm going to make a black eye for the devil today because I'm going to pray a spirit of adoption over you that will counteract fear. I was, you know, I, I was uh, talking about adoption when you adopt a child. I, I was up early uh, one morning this week. I was up early. And uh, Terry, I got sang this old song. I don't know if you can uh, play this. But I got, and I got sang this old song. And I said, God, you so good to me. God, you so good to me. God, you're so good to me. That's all of it. But I thought, God, you're so good to me. God, you're so good to me. God, you're so good to me. You're so good. To me, oh, we might write a song about Amen. that. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going we're gonna to whip the devil on this. You say, Pastor, I've been dealing with that. Maybe a little uncertainty. Maybe a little, sometimes fear comes. I'm going to pray and lay hands on you this morning that the spirit of adoption, I never prayed that before. But the spirit of adoption come and hover and brood and, 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 and touch you this morning. And when that, when that thought of that fear comes, you say, no, 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 no. I'm an adopted child of God, bless man. God. Move my table here, young man. Thank you, Lord. If that's you, I want you to come as we sing this song, and I'm going to pray for you right here. Step out, you can get some help. Uh, a lady, uh, uh, you that came through, uh, 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 you that uh, oh, how sweet uh, had a problem with your nose. The sound. Who, well, you tell me you couldn't breathe, I uh, couldn't smell. You can't smell nothing. Get up here. Like me. I once was lost, oh, but now. I was blind, but now I want to pray for you now. Don't leave the church and say, well, don't you come tomorrow and say, well, I, I just, I, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good. Put your hands up to heaven. Close your eyes. Let's Devil, take your hand off of her. I pray her Smelling, come back to normal right now in Jesus' name. Loose it. Loose it. In Jesus' name. Now I'm found. I was blind. 
that devil out of your house. It was great. Luther. That taught my heart. I said, Lord, you're so good to me. That great. I said, Lord, you're so good to me. Lord, oh, that grace. You're so good to me. The hour that I first believed. You won't pray? Do you want prayer? When we. Okay, Roy, we're going to say this song. We're going to end. We're going to end on this one. Uh, Give me an L. Lord, you're so good to me. Lord, you're so good to me. Well, is he good to you? You ought to say, Lord, you're good to me. You're so good to me, Lord. You're so so good to me, so so good to me. me. I tell you what, they will have a good time today. You're so good to me. You tell that devil, let me tell you what you do. I tell you what you do. You go home today in your house, and you open that door up, and you tell the devil to get the hell out of your house. You ain't staying here no more. Well, I didn't mean to get too excited. God loves you, and you're still the best people in the world at the river right here in Port. Tell somebody, say, I I think you need to come to church next week and see that crazy guy. Your smell is coming back.